You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Oh, hi everyone, and welcome to the Oz <laughs> Network, as we continue on Bad Movie Month, okay? Today we talk about the film The Room. It's a movie. You enjoy it, okay? Uh, yes, hi everyone. Hi Mark. Hi everyone who's uh, called Mark and Tommy and everyone else. <laughs> As we bring you the funnest episode we're ever going to do of this show, because we're here to talk about The Room, which we can't even not laugh about 30 seconds into this recap, Bad Movie Month 2003's epically terrible film that makes Kill Phil look like Citizen Kane. Um... Yeah, this is uh this is the point where we really don't know what to talk about. My name is Ben and oh hi doggy <laughs> And my name is Colin and the test results are in. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> and we will never revisit that at all in the rest <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> um, we will probably be joined at some point in this episode uh, <laughs> by everybody's favourite co-host, Anthony Rossi, who, uh, you know, just like this movie, will show up at some point and not make sense. He'll just We'll just throw to him at some point. <laughs> we won't even give you his name when he enters this podcast. <laughs> we shouldn't have just entered, We shouldn't have said that at just some random point. We should have just gone, hey, he's Rossi. Um, it's not okay. Rossi's taking drugs. <laughs> Why did you take it, Rossi? Why? Why, Rossi? Why did you take it, Rossi? Why? You're going, I did not. <laughs> but you're Rossi's best friend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, this movie is something else. Um, I was um, <laughs> deliberately absent during Gods of Egypt. Uh, it's against my <laughs> religious beliefs to talk about gods being part of Egypt. But when it comes to Tommy Wiseau and the room. <laughs> uh, so, um, when we decided to do, when Colin decided and Rossi decided to do this, can I just ask, was this basically the first film on the top of your list? Like, we have to do the room. Like, no matter what happens with this month, the room has to be one of these movies. Uh, you know, it's funny because I think the first time it was suggested was uh, when Rossi and I were covering a bunch of stuff back in the fall and we were just looking for, you know, some things to do just to kill time. And he's like, oh, we have to cover the room before this movie, The Disaster Artist, came out. And I assumed he'd seen the room, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if we'll have time, but we'll see. And then when I suggested doing this bad movie month, you know, I said, well, I want to do it for Gods of Egypt and maybe Battlefield Earth. And you're like, well, I'll do it for Swept Away. And I said, Rossi, you get you to pick the fourth movie. He goes, well, we have to do the room. Again, I assumed he'd seen it. And then I asked him a few days ago after I watched this movie, I'm like, you've seen this movie, right? And he goes, no, I was waiting to see it. <laughs> I'm like, what? You, su- you knew to suggest this for Bad Movie Month. And the- he's technically the last one of us to watch this movie, which well, is Well, actually, that's not true. I haven't seen this until today. so <laughs> yeah, Which I think was the same for him. Um, so I'm guessing, did you rush out and see this at the movies or something, Colin? It's just like one of those ones you saw like eight times in the cinemas because it was a dollar across yes. the street from you. <laughs> no, my first time seeing this was this past Saturday, um, <laughs> after we had covered Gods of Egypt and I was in a funk because of how bad that movie was and I had to watch it twice. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to get this room out of the way because I know it's going to be terrible. And I have to tell you, the weirdest thing happened. I watched this. 
um, I was probably 10, 15 minutes in, and I turned to Jamie. I'm like, this movie? We're covering the room? I'm like, probably is the worst movie I've ever seen. And it was 10 <laughs> minutes in. And then I'm like, it's just... It's just she kept asking me, it's like, are you still watching the movie? I'm like, it's just, it's indescribably bad. I can't figure it out. And the, I finished the movie and she's out of the house and she comes home like, you got to watch this. And I'm playing her YouTube clips. It's just a compilation of 19 minutes of the, the best of clips from the room on YouTube. And uh, about two minutes in, she's like, do I have to keep watching this? It's so bad. I know, like, just keep watching, just keep watching. And then the next thing she says is, you know what? If you could sit through this for an hour and 40 minutes, you are never again allowed to get impatient with our son. <laughs> <laughs> and then 19 minutes into the best of video playing, her not even seeing the movie, she's like, I have got to watch this disaster artist thing. And she has been quoting this movie without even having seen it nonstop for the last four days. The thing with this film, though, is I think it is kind of one of these ones that, like, even if you haven't seen it, you know the quotes. You know everything from it. Like, I've used quotes and gifts and things of, oh, hi, Mark, like, and things like that, <laughs> just because you know, you know what it is. Um, but, I mean, it, it is just notoriously bad in the fact that even if you haven't seen it, I think you know about it. And... Obviously, the disaster artist kind of brought it back into everybody's, you know, hearts again. But just even reading about this film and how it came about and just everything to do with this movie is just... Like, like everyone will say a movie is so bad it's good. This, this has got to be the quintessential film. That I mean, this is an absolutely yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible movie. But it's so darn watchable. And you just want to... <laughs> You just like it's it's at the point where like you are honestly going like what am I watching? But this is brilliant, <laughs> and the acting is so bad. Like this makes you know, as I said, Kill Phil look brilliant. Days of Our Lives, like anything that you think is like I've seen porn with better acting in it. Maybe you know not as much sex as this film, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but like. My lord! <laughs> I, I just want to say, like, I completely agree with everything you say, but on a level of, like, you know, Ed Wood uh, was always considered to be the worst filmmaker who ever lived. And there's so many similarities with how this movie's made and how, you know, Ed Wood made his movies, like Plan 9 from Outer Space. If you ever are able to watch that and just see the amount of technical flaws and just storytelling mistakes they make, like, this blows it away. And about a year ago... When we also were just looking for random things to do to, to kill time while we were waiting for anniversary month, you suggested us doing a podcast on your student films, Kill Phil and Kill Phil Volume 2. <laughs> and I went on, particularly with Volume 2, to basically say it was so bad, nothing in the movie made sense, and that it was 100% a vanity project of Ben Waterworth. Um, I have now seen The Room, and all I have to say is, Ben, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> there was no ass shots of Ben Waterworth in Kill Fuel 2. Um... Oh, but there are similarities. There's the the moment in this movie where I just kept picturing myself all by myself playing in the background. <laughs> this whole world betrayed me. Oh, by my master. The, the sad thing is, is that, like, I mean... 
I see similarities in making, like, Kill Phil with this. And, the, like, again, this movie was released, like, a year before Kill Phil came out, and two years before I made Kill <laughs> Phil 2. And, like, so you would assume that I saw it, because I wish I had it, because, like, I would have made it even better. Like, you know, <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Lisa! Like, I would have had that, like, so many times in it. <laughs> but, like, in all seriousness, like, I think what um I really took out of this film, and God help the world, but I kind of want to make movies again. Like, I mean, this guy, yeah. like, just... <laughs> Just shows it like he's like, well, fuck you, world. No one's gonna cast me in a film or whatever. I'm just gonna go and make my own. Um, and like this guy is probably you know Tommy Wiseau is more famous than like so many people in 2000. And, like you know we we talk about um, Ryan Felipe. Like I mean, come on, like <laughs> where, where was the disaster artist made on his career? You know, Josh Hartnett. I mean, who's more famous in 2018? People like. It's a very good point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it's it really is one of those things because I think like I go into seeing a movie that I know is bad, but I always try to like die another day. I always like to try and go. Well, hang on a minute, this can be fun. We'll hear this in like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We're swept away. I'm like, hey, this, is it really that bad? This movie is as terrible as everyone says it is. But again, like, I don't care. Like, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, this is brilliant. Like, oh, women love it. It's shit. Like, it's pure shit. This is pure shit, but I want to watch it. <laughs> I know. Like, this is the weird thing is that I knew that this had this cult reputation, especially with, like, midnight screenings. And very much like the, the you know, the, the fanaticism for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, this is just a bad movie and people will show up in costume and with props and, you know, shouting things at the screen. Like, it's an experience, apparently, to go to a screening of the room. And I think my perception, I sort of just knew about this movie. I think I'd read the the plot description once, but I just always pictured, maybe because of just knowing about the little bits of, like, Tommy Wiseau and everything, that it would have been really pretentious. Like, you get those bad movies where the, the filmmaker is just so pretentious and it's just... It's trying so hard to be smart and to be edgy and everything. This movie is just like the simplest soap opera you have ever seen. And that's kind of what makes it so enjoyable is that he's not you know, trying so hard to be smart. It's almost like this guy knows I don't have any talent. I'm yeah. not a good writer. I just want to make a movie to get my face and my butt on screen, <laughs> and then my career can be done. That's all he wanted. Oh, and it, and it works, though. And it works. And, like, I mean... I, well, absolutely. It's a darn good butt. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure Jamie was into it. Um, <laughs> I, I really like the fact, too, that, I mean, what, he wrote this um, initially as a play, uh, and then he what, turned it into a book, and then he decided to make it into his own film. And, like, it really does feel like a very bad play. Like, it feels like you yeah. would go and see this, like, off, 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 off Broadway. And it's just, like, you know, really badly done. I have seen school productions very similar to this who take it very seriously. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking the whole time that, like, especially when it comes to the dialogue, like, people who haven't seen this movie, you really owe it to yourself to watch it. Stop just to listening to this to shit. Like, we own this shit right it's... now, but this is always here, The Room. Like, go enlighten your life with watching The Room right now. <laughs> You, you you need to see it just to understand how bad something could possibly be because the writing in this movie that we're going to quote so many of the lines here, the dialogue, to me, it felt like this was a high school production written by elementary school students because the way people talk, it's like nobody speaks like that. 
It's like going to Niagara Falls, all right? We can sit here right now and say, like, there's water. It's falling. Like, wow. And you'll be like, okay, I can see it. But until you're there and you hear the roar of the water, you feel the splash on your face, you see everything that in its entirety in person, you can't experience life, all right? Go and watch the room right now, all right? And you know what? Football will never be the same. Neither will tuxedos <laughs> until you have seen this movie. And, and random people pointing guns at heads and then throwing people off balconies <laughs> and then just having a normal conversation two seconds later. And like, why not? Why wouldn't this be right? <laughs> um, oh my god! Um, but where do we even begin with this, Colin? Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of the background, though, with this film, I mean, we kind of discovered it there, really. Like, no one knows anything about Tommy Wiseau. We don't have any exclusivity on where he's from and everything that, but... Um, I dug up some interesting information. Oh, we'll talk please about tell later. us. Please, oh, can you not tell us now? Or? <laughs> well, I'll, well, I'll just... I'm going to do this because I'm going to put a plug out there for probably my favorite podcast that is not called The Oz Network or uh, uh, Double Oz 7 or Off the Podium. It's The Brink. Um, no, The Qualifying Lap. No. <laughs> no, my fourth favorite podcast ahead of the qualifying lap, well ahead of the brink, um, is uh, called How Did This Get Made? Which basically, if you've ever seen it um, or ever heard it, it's basically what we do here. It's just going through better. a movie, talking about it way better. Because they do, <laughs> do it in front of a live audience, like a couple hundred no. people. I wish I knew will, people would you know, have do an audience in front of. But yeah, yeah I know. Like We could have our six <laughs> listeners who show up and we'll do our live show. But uh, they do it in front of a live audience, and I guess in the early days of this podcast, before they did it in front of an audience, they just recorded it in a studio, kind of like we're here coming to you live from a studio, right, Ben? Yes. Yes, can you move over a bit? You're a bit close to me, Colin. Yeah, the, the blue screen around us is uh, projecting this as a studio right I'm making now. it San Francisco behind us. We're on the roof. <laughs> um, but... They had an episode right before the book, The Disaster Artist, came out. And they had Greg uh, Sestero, who's the guy that plays Mark in this, uh, who wrote the book, The Disaster Artist. He was on the show with them, and he gave little bits and pieces of information. They had another guy who's kind of like the Tommy Wiseau expert. And the background that, that was given on that was that he was born in Poland, moved to France at one point, decided to take on a French name because it sounded more exotic, moved to America... And, you know, did little jobs here and there selling things on the street. Uh, as far as the question of where did the money come from from this movie, the closest thing anybody has to a concrete answer was that the woman in America who taught him English as a second language was filthy rich, this this elderly lady who would just give money away for whatever, and that apparently she would just fund the movie. He'd say, I need another million dollars for this movie, and she'd give it to him. <laughs> That's the closest thing I've gotten to, like, a concrete answer coming from the source, the guy who would probably know best as to the background. But even that is, like, it's up in the air. Nobody knows for sure. The American dream right there. That was my plan B in life. Um, so um, good to know that other people have made it work successfully. Um, I liked him better when I just thought he was from New Orleans. Now there's a French connection. Uh, I don't really know if I um can, can stick <laughs> with this. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, if, once you watch The Room, watch The Disaster Artist, people, because it does yes. kind of give a few sort of inklings into what this guy, who this guy is and everything. And James Franco is amazing in that film. Um, mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it's it's different. And watch it straight after you watch the room because like right now I'm confused. Yeah, I'm about to start talking about Zac Efron, um, Brian Cranston, but I realise they're actually not in the room. <laughs> like it's the one I watched afterwards. Uh, but we should get begin get beginning because language is good to speak when you watch the room. Why um, <laughs> I so knows English better than Ben? <laughs> he does not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we just point out that we st- start off straight away with the iconic film company, Wiso Films. Um, <laughs> just this logo that comes up. I'm like, oh, we're in for a good one. I've seen all their movies. <laughs> it's just like the MCU. Um, and there's lots of lovely, long, sweeping shots of San Francisco, in case you didn't realise where this movie is set. <laughs> like- you will be reminded about... <laughs> 300 times. <laughs> Things to remember in this film, ladies and gentlemen. San Francisco, sex. Uh, he's the best friend. Um, she doesn't love any of them, but then loves them, and then loves them again. Uh, <laughs> like she has breast cancer. A Tommy Wiseau production of a Tommy Wiseau script of a Tommy Wiseau film. <laughs> this is such a mean film, right? Like, everything. <laughs> he's even the second unit director. Can we just, like, point that out? <laughs> And he's like portrays himself in the second unit. I thought that was the best part of the credits. It's like second <laughs> unit. <laughs> um, so yes, we got 38,000 shots of San Francisco <laughs> and this really weird, creepy score. Can I just point out that this score is just weird? I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but we meet our lovable Johnny who comes in. <laughs> hashtag Johnny Lives Matter because here he's back. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> survived the zombie He'll attack. Later. <laughs> um, he's brought a red dress for his beloved fiance Lisa. Oh, I just feel like we need to just do a script reading on this movie. Hi, babe. <laughs> I have something for you. <laughs> Try it on. Wow, you're so Anything sexy, Lisa. Ha 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 He just laughs at everything in this movie. <laughs> We also, and if you um, haven't seen this movie, we are not exaggerating no. the delivery of that line. <laughs> like, Colin and I, right now, can deliver better acting in this film than anyone <laughs> in this movie. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Johnny gives Lisa a dress. He wants her to try it on, which she does. She looks amazing. We meet the creepiest guy in the universe, Denny, um, who... <laughs> <laughs> My favourite character is a random guy who gets introduced in the movie at the end who agrees with people. <laughs> basically, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> like, he just comes in. It's like, what are you two doing? <laughs> um, so, yes, Teddy comes in, who is creepy as fuck. He wants to join in as a threesome. Like, he's in love with Lisa. I don't even get this guy. Um... <laughs> He creepily eats an apple as they walk up the stairs. <laughs> now, pay attention to Lisa and Johnny walking up the stairs, folks, because in about five minutes' time, we're going to learn that Lisa generally gets so horny, she has to have sex on stairs. Uh, this time around, <laughs> she makes it to the top of the stairs, so she's um, <laughs> she's up there, uh, literally, uh, and as just as things are about to get heated, Denny comes in. <laughs> wants to join and you guys want to be alone uh, <laughs> Danny leaves he can't join in and then we get really creepy sex scene number one um, there's, there's lots of, of this many. can I just point out 
There are five sex scenes in the opening 30 minutes of this film, all right? Not even porn has that many, okay? A friend told me. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, but, like, um, I don't want to commentate on sex here, but he's doing it wrong. <laughs> yes. So I've been told. <laughs> like, what, what, where, where is he putting things? <laughs> did you, did you see the honest trailer for this? I did, yes, yes. Okay, I yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, you know how often the honest trailers will come out and, They'll point things out that people didn't think about, and then everybody ta- goes around talking like, oh, mm-hmm. I noticed this, mm-hmm. but they actually didn't. Everything that Honest Trailers brings up is so painfully clear to the ob- audience. Yeah. It's like at no point is anybody watching this saying, it's like, why is this penis in her belly button right now? <laughs> Well, it's even brought up in the disaster artist, isn't it? It's kind of like, does he, does he know what he's doing? But like the thing that's like really weird uh, among many things that are really weird about what we're seeing on screen here is out of nowhere, petals show up and candles and just they're there. And like at this point of the movie, Lisa's so in love with Johnny. Like, oh, I've come to the top. There's some boobs. We've got shirtless women, shirtless men. Jamie and Colin are happy. It's great. He's doing a belly button. Cool. And then like, this goes on for about 20 minutes, I swear. Um, (laughs) and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. It's the morning. Um, and it's like he's waking her up with a flower. He's laughing, and next minute, Lisa's talking to her mum. Like, what? <laughs> and bad-mouthing him for no reason whatsoever. But this is, again, like, Lisa is weird. Everything, again, this movie is weird. But, like, Lisa is so in love with Johnny, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I hate Johnny. <laughs> what? He hits me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lisa's like little miss manipulative the whole movie, but she's owning it. Like, she's like, I, I'm all about me. Like, I want to get what I want. Um, but yeah, her mum, who is just like, like everybody in this film, what is the purpose of being in this movie? Um, and that apparently he's boring, that Johnny's boring. And a part of the reason why Johnny is boring, because he wants to buy her a house. And, oh, I'm so sick of those boring real estate moguls out there who just want to buy property. Oh, they put me to sleep. (laughs) But her mum's basically, no, Johnny treats you so good. You can't, you know, you're going to get married to him in like a month or something. Um, And then basically she leaves. And then Lisa rings up a guy who we're going to find out is, oh, hi, Mark, um, (laughs) who... Answers the phone and he's like, what do you want? I'm very busy. (laughs) Why? We never know why Mark's busy. And then basically he's just like, hey, you should come over. Okay, noon tomorrow. All right, let's do it. Next minute, it's noon tomorrow because Mark showed up. And what do we have? Another sex scene. (laughs) But this time, not on a bed. They can't even make it to the top of the stairs. Their lust is so much. (laughs) Can I just point out, Mark, is he not Eric Reichenbach from Survivor? Yes! <laughs> just... I was trying to figure out what where I was picturing it. <laughs> this whole movie. I'm like, hey, Eric Reichenbach. There he is. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's so creepy the way, like, Mark's just like, oh, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh, what are you saying, Lisa? And then is this where she first declares her love for him? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, usually it's a guy who says that he's in love to, you know, get in the pants of another person, but no, no, this is how Lisa works. Um, and yeah, they do it on the stairs. Um, but this time most of their clothes are on because that's how I have sex on stairs. Um, just stop me at any <laughs> point here. I don't movie. know where to stop here. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is doing it wrong, like you said. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not exactly an expert in sex, but I even I know this is wrong. Even Colin knows this is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Even <laughs> me. Yes, he's only had sex once to create a child. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I, yeah. A couple things I want to talk about here. So, oh, please, please uh, do. <laughs> First, the, the first note I made was cool music, because I actually did like the music, the creepy music, like you said. But that's, of course, when I still thought this was supposed to be kind of a creepy, pretentious, you know, vanity project. And then 10 seconds later, when I realized this is a really bad soap opera written by 10-year-olds with really, really graphic sex scenes, I realized the music was totally inappropriate. Uh, just to go along the lines with how much of a vanity project this is for Tommy Wiseau... He could have very well just put the credit of produced, written, and directed by Tommy Wiseau. Instead, we sit through produced by Tommy Wiseau. Next credit. Written by Tommy Wiseau. Next credit. Directed by Tommy Wiseau. After we get the Wiseau pictures and starring Tommy Wiseau and everything, to to make it even better, throughout all of the scenes that everybody has in this movie, I don't think there's a single scene where somebody isn't saying, Johnny is so great. Like, this is <laughs> a love letter to himself. And you know very well, they, they address this in A Disaster Artist, when uh, all the, the cast members just sit around talking about, you know, uh, who do you think, you know, this is? And they said, I think this is all autobiographical. I think that Tommy really knew somebody like Denny. Tommy knew somebody like Mark. And they say, what about Lisa? Well, Lisa's just the world to him. You know, the one who betrays him and doesn't believe him and everything. Um, and it's time to give him a part! <laughs> He's not. But every other character in this movie does nothing but talk about how amazing he is. I just want to skip forward to the scene with the mom because I'm still mortified by the sex scenes that happen in between. <laughs> but the mother basically has about eight consecutive lines of dialogue without shutting up, without pausing, talking about how great Johnny is. <laughs> She's like, he's a wonderful person. He bought you this. I always thought of him as a son-in-law. Listen to your mother. And it goes on and on and on. And I'm like, how many times do they need to stress this over and over again? And then it gets worse the amount of times Johnny's my best friend. We hear over and over again. Like, everybody in this movie's in love with Johnny. Meanwhile, he's like, the whole world betrayed me. And he kills himself in the end. Sorry, oh, spoiled spoil the movie. Spoiled the movie. Because one person betrayed him. The rest of the world seems to be in love with this guy, which is it's just so weird. To have a guy you know wrote, directed, starred in this movie, made it just for the purpose of getting himself out there. And everything about this movie is just saying how incredible he is. Um, mm. Including the sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Lisa's saying he's so boring. Following him going all out like no guy has ever gone all out before. And also, is it just me or before they get to the four minute and on how did it, this get made, they did time it. And they said the first sex scene was four minutes of screen time. <laughs> um, how is it that they spend probably an equal amount of time doing everything but having sex? It's like they're dancing. They're laughing. They're moving their arms you know, slowly. It's like 
And then when this kid, Denny, okay, Denny is so weird, like you said. He comes in this movie, and the greatest thing about this is there's no context for who any of these characters are. You get who Johnny is, and you get who Lisa is, because he comes in, hi, babe. <laughs> and they think, yes, ha, ha, ha. But outside of that, everybody just enters this movie with no explanation as to who they are. When Denny comes in, you see this teenage kid. And he's just like, hey, guys. And they're all like, oh, hi, Denny. And then it's like, we're going to go upstairs and take a nap. Oh, I get it. You want to be alone. I'm thinking at this point, this is their son. Because that would make sense. And then he follows them upstairs as they're rolling around on the bed, just playing at this point. And he just says, I just like to watch you guys. And it's like, (laughs) what is wrong? I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with their kid? What is wrong with this movie that we have to watch incest or whatever this is only to realize this is not their son it's some random teenager that lives in their apartment building which by the way i love that their apartment building that is apparently an apartment has windows on all sides like what apartment doesn't have connecting apartments it's in the name apartment how is it just wide open to the world. This is just one of the mistakes that he made when watching this, making this movie. Like, I love in the Disaster Artist how they bring up so many things. They're like, yes. you know, does this really make sense? And at no point was anybody like, so how come everybody says this is an apartment and we see him outside in a hallway and outside that hallway is broad daylight? <laughs> when I say the Disaster Artist, it's like, this uh, this alley looks very much like the alley outside, and it's like, no, this is Hollywood. This is how you film a movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, we can film outside. <laughs> and another thing of trivia on that. Well, although I'll get to that, when we get to the rooftop team, but it, the rooftop scene. But anyways, um, also the other thing, like if people haven't seen this movie, I think this is kind of where I got tripped up because a, if you look at the poster, which you know is addressed many places, it, it looks like a creepy horror movie because it's Tommy Wiseau's face like with one eye open and one eye half closed it just it it looks like a mugshot it does it looks like a mugshot of a guy who is in the middle of throwing up <laughs> and it's what's supposed to be kind of a soap opera love story when we're saying like graphic sex scenes and stuff like that none of it is dirty it is all just like that, like Ben said, nobody does it like that. We have smooth nineties R and B in the background, which is like yeah, D list R and B. I don't even know who the singers are. The first song's a knockoff of Boys to Men. The next one's a knockoff of TLC. The next one is a knockoff <laughs> of R Kelly. Like they're all just knockoff R and B songs. And I think Tommy Wiseau, when he made it, was trying. He thought he was making something that would be really sweet with these sex scenes. <laughs> no, but it's just it looks wrong. Like their anatomy is not even an exaggeration. Their anatomy doesn't line up as they're apparently humping each other. And the thing that's even better is how the noises don't match up. Yeah, you will see them <laughs> sucking each other's faces and hear somebody audibly going "Oh" <laughs> and laughing. They're sucking each other's faces, or other times. Their mouths will be wide open, and all you hear is, mmm. <laughs> I didn't know Vanessa Redgrave was in this movie. <laughs> um, and then Mark, like, another thing that has no context, 
you get when she's calling this guy in the movie okay she's obviously calling some guy but you assume this is an ex-boyfriend and it's only like 10 minutes later when he uh, out of the blue says johnny's my best friend i can't do this to him that <laughs> the first 1800 this, times in this movie <laughs> one of three lines of dialogue that mark has in this movie johnny's my best friend <laughs> But what are like they trying no to go fun. here? What's what's he trying to portray? Is he, are they friends or um, yeah. not sure the angle they're going for with this connection? <laughs> it was too subtle. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just so the the thing that people have to watch this is you cannot even you can't even sell to somebody how bizarre it sounds to hear the lines of dialogue coming out of Tommy Wiseau's mouth. <laughs> like, it is not an exaggeration when we say things like, anything for my princess, ha ha ha. Like, it's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Wow. And this we, we and we also covered the Star Wars Christmas special last year, so... Yes! Uh, <laughs> just, just let that uh, sink in just a little bit. Um... <laughs> I've written here on my notes, 19 minutes in, it's clearly porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like after that she has sex with Mark for the first time. It's like, this will be our little secret. Mark's like, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't just get raped, Mark. Like, I mean, you were, you were complicit in the sex. All right. <laughs> like. I'm sure you put your penis in her belly button. That's clearly where she likes it, all right? <laughs> and one of the common criticisms of this movie is how, like, clearly there are no characters in this. The dialogue all sounds the same as if the same person speaking, which is why certain lines of dialogue are said by every person. Perfect example, there is no world where this girl says, I like you very much, lover boy. <laughs> when I read that line, I'm hearing Tommy Wiseau's voice. <laughs> yeah. And the thing too, which there's too many examples, I think, point out specifically the the camera work in this film. Um, the fact that there are many examples where nobody tests to see if it's in focus, so we have often yes. blurry scenes. There is actual scenes where if you watch the camera, it gets shaky, like someone's bumped it on the mount, and it like moves. Like Kill Phil wasn't even that bad. All right, like. <laughs> We had tripods. There was bad continuity, but like. And, and by the way, apparently Rossi is here now, so we can invite him in at any time. Rossi, um, please just just invite him in. We'll just throw to him randomly. <laughs> just oh hi, Rossi. Uh, <laughs> um, with the the blurry thing, how the camera's out of focus. Um, uh, Greg Sestero did mention that on the how did this get made podcast too and i think rossi's got us beat for his profile pick here <laughs> i haven't seen it yet uh, I, i'm it? scared i don't know if i have <laughs> <laughs> you're tearing me apart rossi <laughs> there um, he is oh hi rossi rossi oh hi rossi oh god what did i walk into ah <laughs> uh, just the greatest movie ever made uh, um, I was just explaining the camera being out of focus and that uh, Greg Sestero was on um, the How Did This Get Made podcast and said that the, the true story about what the disaster artists talked about when they said, are you going to film this digital or film? And they're like, both. And I was like, um, can't. And it's like, ah, this is a new way of doing movies. That because of that, they had two cameras side by side and some scenes, like they even said in the movie, they have to light the scenes differently. Some scenes 
were being lit for HD, but they ended up using all of the 35 millimeter footage. So those blurry shots were because they were staging the scene for high definition and they didn't use the high definition footage. <laughs> this is why I think I like this film so much is the fact that like, it just sounds like the Oz network. There's so many things they could edit out to make it yes. more professional, but they just can't be bothered. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know in 15 years time we're going to have a movie starring Jade Franco made about us so like hey we're on you know like it's it's stunning uh, Rossi can uh, I just thank you for suggesting this movie as part of this month like you have changed my <laughs> life and I love it <laughs> well, I think that question Rossi because I, I mentioned this already in the episode that you uh, you had suggested this to me like back in October or November of last year, and we didn't have time to do it. And then you suggested again, so I had assumed that you were like one of these super fans who went to the midnight screenings. <laughs> but the impression I got a few days ago when I asked if you'd seen the Disaster Artist was, no, I wanted to wait until I saw the room first. I'm like, you haven't even seen this movie. <laughs> it's just got a reputation. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've seen it. <laughs> Are you sorry? Uh, I mean. I don't have any eyes anymore, but <laughs> um, I'm assuming this is as soon as Rossi finished the movie because I asked him a couple of hours ago, "Have you watched it yet?" And about three hours later, he just messages me, "I'm suffering right now." <laughs> I will say that was before I got to the end of the movie, which I think is markedly better than the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Is that is that because it's finished or <laughs> the credits were the best part? <laughs> yeah, we just covered Denny wanting to join in on the threesome and me thinking this was their son. <laughs> we're only we're only a quarter away of the uh, opening half hour worth of sex scenes, Rossi. So you've oh, um you <laughs> you walked in on a good point, just like Denny oh, apparently. So, Rossi, you're Denny in this episode. <laughs> you're our son, Rossi. Yay. <laughs> oh, Who do I want Denny? to kiss? <laughs> oh, clearly Colin. <laughs> Colin, please. Um, you know, he, he likes it in the belly button. So. Uh... <laughs> and, Rossi, did you, did you notice without seeing from any other sources or knowing the reputation, the anatomy not lining up in the sex scenes? <laughs> I, I skipped forward those because they were just filler. <laughs> well, nearly literally, but she had to go down a little bit lower for it to really be filler. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Ross, I'm glad you've joined us for basically the greatest scene in this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> the florist scene. Um, yes! <laughs> I do oh. not get this scene. Not that I get this movie, but, like, here comes Johnny walking into a florist to which the florist doesn't recognize him. How do you not recognize this guy? Like, for the love of God, he's like the most recognizable guy on the planet. And it's what, like, ah, oh, I have a dozen roses. And it's like, oh, that's $18. Keep the change. My favorite customer. Oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> What's better about it is that you can tell so much of this was done, like, you know, in post-production, like they had to, to redo the dialogue, and their lines are seem like they're out of sequence. Like, this is exactly yes. how it goes. Hi, 
Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? Like, that's me should have been earlier in the conversation. And that it'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. It's like one of those old Chinese movies where the dialogue yeah. is ahead yeah. of their mouth movements. <laughs> when you watch like an old Jackie Chan movie or something like that. And it almost seems like they're tripping you over with each other with their words. Like, oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is $18? Here you go. Keep the change. And how do you not recognize your favorite customer? Yes. yes. Like, I forget that. How do you not recognize that guy? <laughs> Like, Michael Jackson walks into this forest and is just like, oh, hello, Michael Jackson, didn't recognize you. That's me. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. Hi, doggy. <laughs> oh, life is better when you just say hello to people in a Tommy Wiseau accent. <laughs> we have spent, I'm not joking, like, it's probably been a half dozen times a day that Jamie and I will just be like, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> each other. <laughs> Or I'll do the same thing to Casper. I wake him up in the morning, I'll be like, well, hi, Casper. Colin, you, know you definitely that... need a stuffed animal. Yes. Yeah, we got a new one. You know when I get off that plane in Winnipeg, Colin? Oh, hi, Colin. <laughs> and we haven't even got to it, but the best one was when he goes on the roof and he's like, I didn't hit it. I didn't do it. I didn't hit it. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I was saying this, like, this is not going to get less funny when we get to that scene later. I think this movie only gets funnier the more you talk about it. And like, if we yes. watch this directly after recording, it's, it's going to be even more hilarious. <laughs> like, you know what to expect now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, Lisa's ordering a pizza, half Canadian bacon, by the way. Good little subtle reference there, Colin, for you. Um, then Denny comes Subtle. in. He's old Denny wanting to make out with Lisa. <laughs> you look so beautiful today. Can I kiss you? Oh, Denny. Oh, only kidding. Better go. <laughs> what? So oh, much of that, the room, like the, the apartment they live in, is a revolving door. People just come in to say dialogue and then walk out. And occasionally have sex when they're not there. Occasionally? That's all this movie is at this point, is sex. <laughs> we still got more to come, like, literally. <laughs> because because all of a sudden, Johnny's got to come in. This amazing promotion that he's apparently wanting to get for the job we don't know anything about. Um, <laughs> he hasn't got it. And then, like, my favorite, like, most in like nonsensical dialogue is like, Oh, babe, how about I order you a pizza? No, it's okay. You don't have to. Oh, but I already have. Oh, you think of everything, Lisa. <laughs> what? Which is right up there with later on when it's like, you invited all my friends to my party. What a great idea. <laughs> but it only gets better from there because from this point onwards, uh, we see the pizza. Lisa becomes the greatest bartender in the world by mixing scotch and vodka. Mmm. And then basically proceeds <laughs> to get him drunk. Oh, you know I don't drink, Lisa. Oh, okay. Oh, this tastes so good. 
<laughs> to which, why not? Let's have sex again. But wait, there's more. It's the same sex scene we've already seen, just with a different song. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing different about this scene. It's exactly it the same. <laughs> Is it, there's going to be a lot of questionable things that come up later with the whole, he got drunk and hit me. Is it entirely possible that was in the original cut? And then Tommy Wiseau is like, I don't like the portrayal of myself as a wife beater. I'm just going to put the sex scene in there instead. And then never explain where the hitting scene came from. You know he finds women getting bastard hilarious, because later on when we're hearing that story. Oh, ha, 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 Mark, your story is so funny. What a great story, Mark. like... <laughs> I mean, again, what are we in now? Like, 25 minutes into this film, it's the third sex scene, well, technically the second, they just replayed the same one over again. Um, <laughs> like, next scene, we're going to have all of a sudden, he got drunk last night and hit me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know oh, God. Somebody else talked. I swear they were, they were workshopping this movie, I swear, and they had this idea someone threw out where it's like what if we made a movie where we took all the plot points and we filmed them but we didn't put them in the movie and they put every (laughs) other filler scene in (laughs) and they subconsciously just did that for this movie because every plot point that gets brought up is never followed through on so they just dropped all those scenes and all the characters that were like where did they just come from who's peter who's denny (laughs) These characters at one point were introduced, and instead he's like, no, we need to hear more about the breast cancer. (laughs) Well, like, again, random guy who shows up at the end of the movie and disagrees with people. (laughs) He's not even given a name in the movie. (laughs) I did read that apparently that was meant to be uh, the psychologist dude, but he, like, he ran out of time. He couldn't actually keep filming the movie. (laughs) So they just randomly shoved another guy (laughs) in at the end. (laughs) (laughs) oh my lord um and also that creepy like water monument they keep showing like of the water like dripping down is like a fancy way of showing them have sex no i mean i think it's supposed to be rain like that was supposed to be rain on the outside of the window but it's the worst rain effect ever because it just looks like you're pouring a glass of water down there's no (laughs) drops it's just like water falling (laughs) I don't know where about well, in Winnipeg. That's how rain falls in Australia, Colin. Uh, <laughs> Rossi, how does it fall in America? Have, that's how it falls, right? That, that, that's how people have sex in Australia, too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, <laughs> that's where babies come from—the belly button. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, please, anyone, just interrupt me at any point as I'm going through here, because guess what we're about to get to now? The mother again. Like, all this movie is at this point is sex, conversation with mother, sex, conversation with Johnny, sex, conversation with mother. (laughs) Like, it's just like, okay. But, um... Basketball, footballs every once in a while thrown in there. (laughs) Yes. Um, we have another conversation with, and this is the infamous conversation with the mother, because not only is Lisa here saying that, oh, I got hit, to which can we just point out that her mother doesn't give a shit about, 
Like, in all fairness, no. in f- five seconds, she's not about to give a shit about her own mother's breast cancer. But, like, if, if your daughter says, my husband's bashing me, it's not like, oh, you should give him another chance. He provides for you so much, Lisa. Like, you should love him. Like, it's not all about you. <laughs> like, he hits me. Um, and then we learn about her past marriages and everything. And then all of a sudden... Um, oh, yes, I'm sick. No, you're not. Don't say that. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> to which she just looks as a sip of a drink, and then, oh, okay, I'm sure we'll revisit that later on. <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, hold on, I'm just going to copy... Uh, I'm going to send you a link here, Ben, which I'm sure we'll use later when we go through the reviews on this. But there's... A brilliant, um, uh, under movie info, the, the greatest write-up I've ever seen describing the plot of this movie, which you could feel free to interject that at any point, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm scared all of a sudden. Is this just, what, the overall synopsis that I'm reading here, or? This is, well, uh, there's, like, just a little bit below where the photos are, there's movie info. And mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote this, but it is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen written about this movie. This all is, right. like, what all plot summaries need to be. Okay, so forget all your plot keywords and IMDb. I'm going to read this out here. Um, the film centers on Johnny, a man who has it all. Great friends, a good job, and a gorgeous fiancé named Lisa. But Lisa's innocent act masks the facts that she's looking to bring Johnny down, and her manipulations are tearing Johnny apart! <laughs> As Lisa informs her cancer-ridden mother, Claudette, <laughs> Johnny hit her, and he did not hit her. That is bullshit. He did not. Johnny's best friend, Mark, finds his resistance to Lisa's seductive charms weakening. Meanwhile, local orphan, Denny, looks up to Johnny and needs the older man's help up the teen rips off a truck dealer what kind of drugs it doesn't matter then guys play football in tuxedos because you can play football anywhere this movie is seriously not to be that's that's it we're done (laughs) Rossi are you sure you wanted to join this We've just lost it. I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> oh, how could you not be? Um, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, so, yes, any thoughts on the cancer, anybody? <laughs> throwing it out there, this, this plot twist. What do we think of this plot twist? Uh, as he says in The Disaster Artist, when there's that great scene where the actress playing Claudette questions like is this gonna come up later like it just seems weird to all of a sudden have our breast cancer it's not weird it's a twist (laughs) (laughs) the thing that's also brilliant about this whole scene is that all of a sudden halfway through this like serious life conversation can i talk to you later bye they leave to which another random couple who we don't know who they are just waltzes into the apartment gets a bit of oral sex going on with chocolate because chocolate is love to which all of a sudden <laughs> Lisa and Mum walk straight back in again. It's like, what is going on here? <laughs> Who are these people? Another sex scene, because why not? Um, and just what chocolate is the symbol of love? Like <laughs> Is it? 
gonna yeah. like chocolate. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> but I, I do like the reaction of Lisa's mother here, who basically is like, "Who are these people just walking into this room?" <laughs> You just allow anybody to walk in. They leave. In comes Denny again because he wants some butter and some flour. <laughs> Claudette's like, do you have a kitchen? No. Okay, thanks. Bye. And oh, lol, here's a pair of boxer shorts. <laughs> I watched the um everything wrong with on this video after watching mm. the movie. Yeah. And when, the, when Claudette says, do you have a kitchen? And the guy comments, did your, did your breasts have cancer? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really good one. And because they keep doing like bonus rounds, like bonus rounds every single time. Um, Tommy laughs and like bonus round every high or bonus round every time. Oh, but you're Johnny's best friend. Oh. <laughs> um, Doesn't it, Rossi, get like about like one billion like uh, sins against it or something ridiculous? I don't the know. Game? The best eight minutes of my life was watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things I want to cover here really quickly. Um, first of all, right after we got the second sex scene, I wrote in my notes, can I change my Kill Phil review now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> um, and uh, I-, I love, like, Mark when he's like, we can't do this to Johnny. And then he immediately kisses her again right after that. <laughs> Because that was um, the in the same one, Rossi, that you watched when they keep saying that he keeps forgetting that he's had sex with Lisa because every single scene with Mark in it, he's like, we can't do this to Johnny. Oh, there's Mark again forgetting he's already had sex with Lisa multiple times. <laughs> and, like, when Johnny comes in, which, first of all, until I knew that this guy's real name was Tom, well, real name, Tommy Wiseau, I thought, in what world is this guy just named Johnny? Like... <laughs> Johnny Polish or something. It's just that he gives himself the most American name. This whole movie's it's like he's just this regular American. Guy. I work at a bank and they they, addri- they address this on the How Did This Get Made podcast too. It's like, can you imagine walking in and this guy's your teller at a bank? <laughs> Would you like that in dollar bills? <laughs> when uh the scene where he comes home before Lisa gets him drunk um, when he says, you're the only one who loves me. And I'm thinking like, well, except for Mark, Lisa's mom, the shopkeeper, Denny, the doggy, everybody else in this movie who apparently loves you except for Lisa. Uh, and then um, the, the, the mother here, if she's not going on and on about how incredible Johnny is, she's going on and on about how terrible everybody else in the world is. Like, that jerk Harold wants to, me to give him my share of the house. And then she's like, Edward, that hateful man, is like, he's your brother, Mom. <laughs> well, he's not like Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's a good man. <laughs> and then she says, He's, and like she says in like this sinister film, he's not what you think he is. Like, and I'm expecting there's going to be a twist here. Like, he's going to be revealed that he's some serial killer in hiding, or that he's a vampire, or something like that. But again, it goes nowhere. Like, we have no idea what her motivation is to not only want to break up with this guy because she could very easily just say, you know what, Johnny's boring. I want to leave him. Instead, she's like, he got drunk and he beat me senselessly (laughs) he hit me so bad mom and she just goes around trying to like ruin the man's reputation 
And and, like, and then there's no, no physical marks to indicate that <laughs> no she was physical eating. marks. Yeah. Last night he got drunk and he hit me, and there's not a mark on her. <laughs> Nobody's questioning this, except for Johnny. He's like, I did not. <laughs> I mean, you could tell that he made this himself because, like, there's no way that this character is going to have a flaw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the most perfect man who's ever lived. Um, Are we meant to hate Lisa, though? I'm not, I'm confused, because I don't dislike Lisa, but I think we're meant to. I think that you're supposed to think that there's something suspicious about her. Like, the movie never gets anywhere. It's just like everything else, even with Lisa's character. That's why that that line about he's not what you think he is is just so weird, because it's like they're setting up that Lisa's going to end up being some terrible, manipulative person. I think that's maybe where... Tommy Wiseau wanted to go with this character, you know, if it is like in The Disaster Artist and that Lisa is the representation of how the world treated him, you know, you think it's supposed to go to somewhere like she's trying to ruin his life and she's, you know, going to get him locked up behind bars for spousal abuse or something like that. But it, it literally just ends up being, no, she cheated on him. And then she said, <laughs> oh, you're boring and that's it. And then she accused him of hitting her, you know, but that's, that's the only place they go with it. Like, I don't understand any of these characters' motivations. And the, uh, least of all, the two who come into his apartment to have <laughs> sex, which, again, I'm assuming these must be some local teenagers, and they're not going to do it at home because their parents are home. So, you know, creepy Johnny's like, you kids can have sex in my apartment anytime. <laughs> ha ha And they just like, oh, let's come over. We got a free place to have sex. But later in the movie, you see that they live in this building. They have their own apartment. So why do they come to his to have sex? <laughs> They're grown adults. <laughs> They're just adventurous. They just want to, like, fuck in every building, uh, like, every apartment. Yeah, they are not boring like Johnny, who does it in yeah, his bed. Exactly, all right? Like, Mark does it on the stairs, right? Th- these couples just break into apartments and have sex. Johnny does it in the bed. Oh, you're boring. Like, there's candles and flowers. Oh, yawn. Uh, <laughs> Colin, you try that with Jamie next time, right? You you get her flowers, you like candles, and you see how bored Jamie is, all right? She will hate that. Absolutely. And then our neighbours will come in and have sex <laughs> on our couch. And then put it in a belly button so another cast will be made. <laughs> and then, uh, I, know that, I know that you saw it, Ben. I don't know if you saw the honest trailers for this, Rossi. When they mention about the characters who have sex like they're nine-year-olds, and it's like, time to take off your shirt, baby, and he raises up, like, yee! It's so weird. These, they're definitely not boring. I'm not going to accuse them of being boring, but it is just weird to watch them. <laughs> oh, my lord. And speaking of weird, uh, <laughs> let's continue with the movie, because poor old Denny's in the midst of a drug deal on the roof. <laughs> Chris R. Chris Art, it's not just Chris, again, disaster artist, again, played by Zac Efron, it took me a while to realize, hey, that's Zac Efron. <laughs> but like, this guy just randomly on the roof, where's my money? Oh, you'll get it in five minutes. Where's my money? You'll get it in five minutes. That's not good enough. Don't you understand? Where's my money? And then he just like pulls a gun on him. And then, like, everyone comes up on the roof, and Mark and jo- Johnny are just like, oh, we'll take him to jail. <laughs> just, like, take him away to at least... Make, like, make a citizen's arrest! 
<laughs> but where does he go? Like, again, I think this is brought up on the uh, Everything Wrong With, because I, I didn't even click, because all of a sudden they're back two minutes later. It's like, holy shit, they're quick at taking you to jail. But then if you, thought the, acting, if you thought the acting was bad in this movie, why did you hear Lisa yell at Denny for about ten minutes? Why, Denny? Why have you taken the money? Why, Denny? Why, Denny? <laughs> And the mother, who like five is- minutes ago just learnt about this kid. You don't need money, Denny. What do you need money for? And, and the funniest thing is, like, it's very clear that he's doing this, like, you know, said for the money. But the mother keeps, like, getting all worked up because he's taking drugs. And everybody's like, no, he's dealing them. And he's, he's messed up with a drug dealer with a gun. The most plastic-looking gun I have ever seen as well. <laughs> but, like, it's just it's just endless... First of all, I just want to say, in a movie full of bad acting, this Chris R. seemed real. Like, this is why this plot point didn't come up again. Because the actor that played Denny really did owe money to a real drug dealer named Chris R. And they just rolled cameras, because this guy was real. This was just and, offset, exactly. Like, this wasn't yeah, exactly, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny how everybody just shows up. Like, one at one point, you know, Mark and uh johnny and lisa and claudette they're all just like you know what we should do we should go up on the roof it's not like any violent drug deals go on up there aha (laughs) and they all go up there and oh they're in the middle of this drug bust or whatever and then the mother's just goes like what kind of drugs do you take and she's never met this kid and and then when he's like you're not my mother so you listen to me boy and it's like it's okay what's okay he's taking drugs (laughs) Again, she's so concerned a few minutes ago, like, why is this kid in your apartment? He's taking drugs! <laughs> and yet not This woman has cancer, Denny! Think about this woman well, with her poor cancer! Yeah, yeah she's, here's the other thing. She finds out she has breast cancer. The test came in, I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> and then her daughter's like, Johnny's beating me. It's okay, he's got lots of money. And then this little kid is like... He's dealing drugs and he's taking drugs. This is unacceptable. <laughs> Bad day for Claudette. <laughs> this isn't like breast cancer or wife beating. It's just drugs. But she doesn't even assume that he's just taking them. She asks, are you dealing them? Are you borrowing them? Or like, like... And she wants to know which ones. Like, she's looking to score right now. That's what my theory is. What drugs are the they? Ice? Do you have the crack? <laughs> and how much does it cost? <laughs> I know a guy here has lots of money. Lisa, don't leave Johnny. <laughs> and will it ease the pain with my breast cancer? <laughs> Am I the only one who watches this movie and then thinks like, can we get some really, really good actors and actually remake this movie if it was oh, like yeah. with really good acting? <laughs> like, can we like, just imagine what James and Dave Franco or Zac Efron? <laughs> Josh Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston, um, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> just random things. Megan Mullally. Um, just like oh, random. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what an idea. God, we're on Ideas Podcast. They should do a movie <laughs> on this. Um, but are we not about to get to maybe the most famous scene in this whole movie? Where after yelling at each other for five seconds, we're all of a sudden back up on the roof. To <laughs> oh, I think we all need to do our own version of this right now. 
to which uh, Johnny walks out of the thing. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. It's a lie. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. Um... <laughs> All right. Rossi, your turn. I did on, not Rossi. hit her. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's doing it in the back. Jamie, come here. Give your rendition to see. <laughs> Jamie, come here. <laughs> They're not seeing you if you're dressed or not. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Jamie, it's all right. We've already seen boobs today. We're all good. Uh. <laughs> Give your rendition of the scene. I did not hit her. I did not. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Can you get Casper to do it? <laughs> he's in this stage right now where he's starting to repeat things that he's hearing other people say. So, like, he goes to daycare, and all of a sudden he starts coming back saying, oh, dear, to everything. And now Jamie's trying to change his diaper, and he's coming back, and he's saying, go away, because he's hearing other kids say it. I swear to you, by the end of this week, with the amount of times this line is quoted, he will be saying, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. I really want to hear Rossi do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it's just like the biggest shift in tone in movie history. It's like coming out of this thing and just like, I did not do it. I did not hear her. I did not. <laughs> just like freezing time. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and meanwhile, we haven't even been shown a scene where he's been confronted about hitting her. Like, how yes. does he even know things? <laughs> Like, it's just randomly popped up on the grapevine. Like, you know, oh, guess what? That that Johnny, that banker guy, everyone's favourite customer, has <laughs> been back at bashing his wife again. <laughs> Classic Johnny. Um, but then, like, we just have this random scene where Mark's basically talking about Lisa being loyal and... Then Mark telling a story about some friend of his getting bashed up, and then to which Johnny thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> which, again, the disaster artist is kind of funny, just the way they're like, uh, we don't think you're meant to be laughing at that one there. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I just add the laughter. <laughs> um, he, This is a scene where he's telling you about a girl who got beaten up and had to go to the hospital. I don't think it's appropriate to laugh. Okay, okay, let's try one without the laughing. <laughs> what a story, Mark. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, um there's a Mark he's like saying he's got a secret and he leaves and this is where Denny comes in and he's like, Oh he's cranky today. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what where Denny declares his love for Lisa and Johnny's just completely <laughs> fine with it. And then basically he's like, You're not in love with her, go marry Elizabeth. Oh yeah, I love Elizabeth, yeah, I'll go for that one. Okay. <laughs> Also, I, I love the scene here with Mark where he's like, you are my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. <laughs> and then he's like, my Lisa is great when I can get it. You, all you do is get it. Like, half of this movie is you getting it from Lisa. Well, admittedly, it's the same one time he got it, so I just <laughs> reply it. So. That second scene was actually just him watching the video of the first yeah. scene. <laughs> 
There's that um, cutaway Austin was talking about, where he's sitting in front of a screen, <laughs> rubbing her dress on his genitalia. Oh, that's that's how I deal with women. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Go with that. Um, I don't know meanwhile, if you laugh at that because we're like, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, probably Ben. Yeah, no, I can see you doing that, Ben. Yep, yep, no, pretty standard, pretty standard, Ben. There. <laughs> Um, so all of a sudden, uh, our favourite random girl who has sex in apartments is back, um, and she's chatting with Lisa, um, and how's Johnny? He hit me. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, Johnny's okay, but I found someone else. This scene also had some of the most inconsistent edit cuts, because you'll see it flip positions from looking at Lisa and, not look- and looking at the other woman. And Lisa's wine glass is up and down. She's drinking from it. And in the next shot, it's on the table. It's <laughs> awful. I've got something better for you guys. I didn't realize what this was until I started reading trivia. I'm going to send you the uh, link here on YouTube to a video. But there's a weird thing in this scene. The actress that plays Lisa, she has a bulge out of the left side of her mm. neck. Yeah. Have you guys seen this? Oh, I, yeah, I read about it. Like, apparently it's just like a big talking point, and even she doesn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, like, look at this video. You can notice it. They'll, they'll zoom in a few points throughout it, but, like, it only takes a couple seconds. If you look at the left side of her neck, as she's talking, like, there's a giant bulge that just comes out, and I've never seen anything like it. It looks like the, the chest burster from Alien, <laughs> and the actress has even said, this is probably what you were talking about, where she has no idea why this happened or how it happened, and she's tried to recreate it. It's like, I don't know what it is. Like mm, yeah. it's it's so bizarre. Oh, and the, in this video, they actually show the chest burster. See <laughs> <laughs> the forty-five of it. <laughs> it just bursts out of a chest. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Like I mean, that probably may would have made it a little bit more make sense, right? An alien bursting out of a chest all of a sudden. I mean, that's what this movie needs right now. <laughs> like just. <laughs> you mentioned the vampire plotline, something he planned. <laughs> He would come in and say, oh, hi, Chestburster. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, alien. I did not burst out chest. I did not. Oh, hi, alien. Hi, neck bulge. <laughs> and again, that's just another random character that's introduced to this movie that we just don't know anything well, about, the neck bulge. Can you, can you imagine the previous scene when he's like, your legs are so sexy, and she's like, so are your pecs. If he's like, your neck bulge is so sexy. <laughs> I love the way you play with my belly button. Mm. <laughs> can, can, can I, while Jamie's sort of around there, what, how does Jamie rate uh, Tommy Wiseau shirtless? Um, oh, just, I gotta, uh, Jamie, are you still there? Oh, hi, Colin. You gotta come here for a second. <laughs> no, It's I important, Jamie. I don't know if you're... This is very important. <laughs> very, very important. Quick say, Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry, Henry Cavill's, Cavill's naked! Cute. Right here! He's no. nude! Look uh, at his neck bulge! <laughs> On a scale of Henry Cavill to... Ben. Um, ben, <laughs> where would you rank Tommy Wiseau's naked body? What? <laughs> he's shirtless, he's naked in this movie. You On a scale bum. of Henry Cavill to Ben Waterworth, where do you rank Tommy Wiseau naked? Okay, you know what? He's he's in a completely different ballpark, but not even the way that you would think because of anything to do physically. I I think that there might be something a little bit missing. <laughs> you think? <laughs> With the guy. Is it a belly button? And, <laughs> and 
I'm sorry, but there's just, I, I can't get past that. It, it's, it's nothing I can even grade. I can't, I can't rank them. In, in all honesty, like, this is not meant to be in any derogatory way, but I did finish this movie and I said to Jamie, I'm like, I think he may be, like, mentally handicapped or something. <laughs> there's no other it's explanation for him. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not knocking him. That's like that's honestly the impression he gives off. So I'm guessing that's kind of what she's saying. Like, there's a screw loose there. You can't bring yourself to admire <laughs> the nakedness of Tommy Wiseau. The, the weirdness is just too much. It's too weird. <laughs> you know what's the best thing about this whole podcast is going to be when we get to the plot keywords because I just clicked on it and oh my god, there's some amazing ones. <laughs> so like, just oh, I think I think Jamie's reaction there just summed up this movie. It's on a whole other level. Like I can't. Even even write this. <laughs> Do you think this is like kind of on the levels of Sasha Baron Cohen's like Borat, where it's like a character, or it's like this is who oh. Tommy Wiseau is? I think it's who and he on, is. Yeah. <laughs> and on the How Did This Get Made podcast, when they had Greg Sestero on there, they asked the same thing. They're like, you know, I think maybe in a weird way he actually did know he was making a comedy, and Greg's like, no. <laughs> He's like, I saw him. The night of that premiere and the way they play it in the disaster artist is like, everybody hates me. They're laughing at my movie. Like, that's really the way he was. And he says, still to this day, he will show up at these, you know, room screenings and everything and see the audience and he'll laugh and he'll smile. But he's like, and you can still see the sadness in his eyes as he hears people <laughs> laughing at parts of his movie. You know, you know, the best uh, review, it's on the Wikipedia page I actually read. Uh, was from ifc.com that described Wiseau's, uh, Wiseau's speaking voice as Borat trying to do an impression of Christopher Walken playing a mental patient. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> more, more power. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Hi, <laughs> <I> baby. <mean>, eh? <laughs> he put it on his bill. Uh, Oh my god, dude. What's Christopher that? Walken, Walken blasted the past. Come on, Colin. I was thinking cash if you can. Two mice went into a bowl of cream. I said, oh, hi, mice. <laughs> oh, hi, Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Mr. Bond. Uh, <laughs> Karate sex with Mayday just got a whole lot weirder. Um, no weirder than Tommy Wiseau and Lisa. I don't even know where we're up to in the movie. All oh, right, yes, Michelle, they're having the conversation. Um, Johnny walks in. There's a secret. Um, she, for the first girl time, admit, girl, girl talk. This is where she kind of admits they might not get married. He shoves her down a couple of times, and then we yep. get it. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. There are so many t-shirts on Tommy Wiseau's website that are all that face with, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. But I got to say, as great as that you're tearing me apart line is, nothing tops that he repeatedly says to her, I did not hit you, and then shoves her down shoves repeatedly. down. <laughs> and that's, oh for God. people listening to this who haven't seen the movie, that's not like something trying to show that he's really abusive. Tommy Wiseau clearly had no idea he was contradicting himself. With that yeah. line of dialogue and that action. 
Yes, yes. Oh, and then it just get like from here. There's another conversation with the mother. She's shitty because what Johnny won't put a down payment on the house because things are awkward at the moment. Uh, to which Johnny's listening in, and he just happens to be carrying an endless recordable cassette in his top pocket. <laughs> to which he, we spend ten minutes watching him connect a tape machine to a phone, <laughs> pressing record, and somehow this tape never ends. Because, what, like, six months later, like, <laughs> the recording's there. It's not how it works, Johnny. It's <laughs> recorded six weeks later at his birthday party. He's like, let me show you what I got. He knows exactly where to go on the tape. And another thing is that these two women, like, walk into the apartment from one door have this conversation about Johnny and then walk out the other door and for him to do this. And I mentioned already this apartment that seems to have windows everywhere and entrances exits on all sides. <laughs> Rossi, in the in the everything wrong with one, I love it when they're walking up the stairs and the commentator guy's like, be careful not to step on all that semen that's on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honestly, the entire apartment was built on like movie l- prop leftovers <laughs> which is like, funny the tv the... was set on these two like roman columns in the background <laughs> there's a they costume in the wizard of the oz the corner, like... <laughs> uh yeah the disaster artist when he goes to like get all the cameras and he's just like i buy them it's like well that's not usually how it works and he's like oh we're different we make it different <laughs> We make real Hollywood movie. <laughs> um, so at this point, we've met some belovable characters, some of the greatest characters in all of movie history. So why not introduce somebody else who we're all going to get fondly attached to? It's Peter. Yay, Peter. Peter. <laughs> what are names? They're all, he's like all American. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Lisa, Michelle. Mark. And like Denny. What is Denny? <laughs> and Chris R. <laughs> Denny's an overrated restaurant that serves breakfast for quite valuable <laughs> prices. Why does the guy even need R? What is, what's the R for? <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's what makes him more gangster. <laughs> Sounds like a pirate. Chris R. Uh. You, think, you think that like if Denny got involved in a gang and started really doing drugs, he'd be like Denny R or something? <laughs> How do you make Denny a drug dealer name? Denny R. <laughs> With a gang of R's. <laughs> That's the gang name. Not the Cribs of the Bloods, the R's. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, Peter's here, the psychologist friend, because we all need one of them. <laughs> I think you need one watching this movie. Um, but like, it's just this random conversation. He's talking about Lisa, and Peter says, know everything about Lisa. Oh, Lisa, are you sure about this? <laughs> and like, the contradictions here, like, were you talking a minute ago about John? He's like, I did not hit your Lisa, and shoves her down. One minute he's like, oh, you're a psychologist, you can help me. And then five seconds later, oh, stop being a psychologist, friend, Peter. <laughs> like, when Mark shows, you always play the psychologist. <laughs> because Mark are shows you- up. Are you afraid of a little psychology? Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> oh, the chicken sound. <laughs> and then he says, like, at one point, when they're talking about Lisa, oh, we didn't make love in a while. <laughs> what? The two times it, like, it's one scene replayed in this film. 
It's been an hour and a half, Johnny. (laughs) And then Mark starts talking about, like, oh, I'm seeing a married woman. Like, oh, why don't you want me to know about her? You think I'll take her away from you? (laughs) (laughs) And then we get, like, random story about how they met. And it's like, oh, how did you meet her? Oh, the bank did this. And what's the interesting part? Oh, she paid for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part about this movie for me is that... There's, like, no sense of, like, human emotion or interaction or anything. Like, characters will, like, you're supposed to feel what they say. Like, they'll be like, I don't like Johnny. And so we're supposed to know that she doesn't like Johnny. And, like, it's no more evident when Mark comes in and says, women, they're trouble, aren't they? Like, (laughs) it's just, like, you're meant to feel what they say instead of, like, act out. Like, hey, I'm feeling sad, so I'm going to look sad instead they come in like i am sad well i mean every once in a while you get it like mark saying don't talk to me peter and then he tries to throw him off of a roof (laughs) (laughs) to his five seconds later they're okay and they're bros again Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) but like even in this whole scene when like he's what's peter saying like you're all weirdos and we get them chirping like chickens um And then Lisa comes home. They have this weird look. Then she's like sitting on the floor talking about how that, like, the wedding's in a month. You don't have a wedding gown. Oh, I don't need one. It's a while. It's a month away. She's happy. I don't even get, like, any of what's happening in this scene. And then we get the roof shot of Mark on drugs. Maybe he's gotten off this R. (laughs) Or Demi. To which, as you just mentioned, this somehow turns into Mark nearly throwing Peter off the building, and then, what are you, nuts? And to which they get up and just, like, shake off their clothes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. And it's like, what? Oh, it's... Also, I gotta... are getting weirder? I have a random interjection. Do you mm. think... Uh, Denny was movie. making weed brownies and needed all those cooking recipes or cooking ingredients for that. <laughs> Stick of butter, bro- some flour. Can I throw some sugar, some butter, <laughs> some weed? <laughs> some ice. <laughs> I, I, I also, I can't believe we missed maybe my favorite scene of the movie when Mike comes in and says, like, Johnny, I mean, I look up to you like a brother, so I got to tell you about something that's bothering me. You know, we were having sex in your apartment, and your mother-in-law came in, and, well, she grabbed my underwear. And then all of a sudden, Denny comes in and somehow already knows this story, and the scene just ends in them tossing a football around a hallway, and Mark not even tackling, like, touching Mike, and he flops to the ground like he's just been punched in the stomach. Which is not the only time in this movie footballs are thrown around and somebody falls for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and in that scene too, what does what does he say? Like Mikey's like, "Oh, she saw my underwears or something like, like that." He says it and showed like, it what? to the, all the people that were there. <laughs> yeah, all him the and Lisa. There, one person. <laughs> but apparently, Denny was hiding behind the couch because Denny knows all about this. Denny likes watching. We know that. Like. <laughs> He must have set up cameras or something. <laughs> so we know that Chris R doesn't break into these apartments. <laughs> That's his excuse. <laughs> um, but yes, it's going to get even weirder now because well, all of a sudden everyone's in tuxedos. Because, like, what is this? The wedding day, perhaps? Like, I don't know. Is it some special they occasion? Say, 
They say they're taking the wedding pictures because lots of people do that a month before the wedding. <laughs> but I love the fact that when Mark comes in, they do this like really weird zoom on his face because he's like shaving. He's clean shaven. It's like the like weirdest the, thing. The only thing it's missing is the dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly clean shaven. No, it can't be. <laughs> And then it gets even more dramatic because Peter's scared to play football in the tuxedo to which he And then it gets even weirder, weird because they go into an alley of all places to play football in tuxedos. And Peter and falls course, over. Poor Peter. Falls down. And then he's out of the movie. <laughs> Bye Peter. Thanks thanks for showing up. He's Daniel Craig in um, Tomb Raider all over again. He's just there and he's gone. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I hope he got. I hope he's uh, got submitted for a best supporting actor in the Oscars that year. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Peter. <laughs> Kyle vote. Nominees were Peter from the room, Denny from the room, Chris R from the room. <laughs> Mike's underwears from the room. <laughs> Claudette's breast cancer from the room. <laughs> the room from the room. Doggy from the room. Lisa's dress over Johnny's crotch from the room. <laughs> The bullet in his mouth from the room. <laughs> Lisa's belly button for betraying vagina in the room. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. Whoever that is that replaced Peter from the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Rossi, any theories on the uh, tuxedo scene in the room? This should be a good essay topic for film study students. <laughs> Symbolism for growing business in America. Fantastic. <laughs> exactly what I was going with, too. Uh, I think that's what he went for. <laughs> There's, uh, oh, I want to see. I found it, and now I'm not going to be able to find it now that we're on the air. But I'll see if I can come back to it. I found what Tommy Wiseau's explanation of it was. <laughs> he has an explanation. I want to find it. Um... <laughs> Meanwhile, we're in a coffee shop, and um, we hear everybody else order everything before they even rock up. Before you even continue, I just have to say the funniest thing, which I only caught when I was re-watching the clips. This coffee shop, where every single person is ordering coffee, you see ice cream behind the counters, and you see sign that says ice cream. They couldn't even film this in a real coffee shop. It's filmed in an ice cream shop, but they didn't remove the ice cream sign or the giant counters of ice creams and freezers. This is in a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Some people want coffee with their ice cream, Colin. <laughs> Nobody's ordering ice cream in the ice cream shop. It's, well, it's winter, Colin. Duh. <laughs> I think my favourite bit of this is when they're, like, ordering, like, the, the food, and it's Susan. Hi, Susan. And then when they, like, sit down and having a conversation, bring the coffee, Susan's like, you want some cheesecake? They just ignore her, and she just storms off. Like, just the way yeah, she, like, like, turns away. They're basically just like, no. They're not even nice about it. 
And then it gets even better because it's just like, Mark's talking about like a client, like, oh, you know, I can't talk about that. Tell, tell me about your sex life. <laughs> it's like, what? It just comes out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> this whole movie. Um, and apparently, yeah, um, he's just randomly asking, is this how you make conversation at a ice cream slash coffee shop? I don't know. <laughs> Like, first of all, yeah, you're right. We see about 16 people order their coffee before they're ever even introduced in the scene. And the way that the scene goes back and forth, too, with, like, the dialogue. This is the one where he's like, he's like, so, how's work, Johnny? Oh, it's good. We got a new client at the bank. Oh, well, who are they? I can't talk about it. Oh, seriously, who are they? No, I can't talk about it. So how's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> that's how my Tinder dates used to go. Uh, that's just <laughs> Except it was the other way. You're like, how is the sex? They're like, I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. How's it going to be tonight? Definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get another weird sex scene, uh, <laughs> which, why not? Um, they've got to equal it out. So, like, both Johnny and Mark have to have sex with Lisa twice. Um, so, at least, uh, at least we get to see her boobs again, uh, so why not? Um, and now they're running at the Golden Gate Park throwing a football, <laughs> because why not? And then Lisa's sweeping, and then Mark pretends to be a delivery man, she's horny again, like, let's just take each other's clothes off. Jesus, Lisa! Um, <laughs> When remember, they, remember when they do MJ and Spider-Man, Colin? Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Rossi. When they do the passing shot of the Golden Gate Bridge, or whatever bridge that is, I keep, I just, like, immediately in my head, I'm like, everywhere you look from the <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> Colin's like, favorite show. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> Doom. Yeah, I just I pictured John Stamos. Oh, hi, John Stamos. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, here's a random question: Would this movie have been better with John Stamos as <laughs> Johnny? Can I interject for a second? Because I found, of course, I found it here. Um, this there's, is there's, there's no permission, Colin. This is the room. You do what you <laughs> want. <laughs> we started this, and Ben's exact words were. This is going to be the least professional podcast we've ever done, and nobody's going to care because it's the room. <laughs> so this is um, an interview with RealScotland.com with uh, Tommy Wiseau. Now, it's a written interview, but I'm going to do it in his voice. So there's a couple <laughs> questions here. Um, so the first question, a lot of male bonding involves football. Are you a big fan? I love football, and again, you see certain people criticize that part. But the thing is, there's nothing wrong to play football three feet apart or play in tuxedos. I encourage everyone to try it. Ha 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 ha. So, <laughs> the laugh is in there, by the way, in the written interview. So why are they in tuxedos? Well, they're supposed to, you know, prepare for the wedding. You have to try before the wedding, and that's a part of it. Denny comes up with the idea. Actually, that's what I wrote, that Denny comes up with the idea. Can we play football? And they say, in a tuxedo? Are you kidding me? Someone calls you chicken, and it's three against one on the ground. What you going to do? And then the interviewer asks, where did the cheap, cheap, cheap phrase come from? Live, chicken, etc. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> and here's the best one. A lot of criticism comes from unresolved subplots. Was that intentional? I commend your statement because you were right on the money. This was intentional. See, I want people to think about it. Look, Scotland, Great Britain, any country. How many books do you have access to? Drugs issue, any issue. People are educated. So my take is you don't have to drill people. If you read my book, 500 pages, I have more explanations about more issues cancer etc etc but it was intentional because the audience will know about it or will talk about it and they will make a research ha 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 I can't even by laughing when he shouldn't be laughing <laughs> oh god this is um realscotland.com eh uh, I'm after for fake Scotland um just just personal preference um <laughs> Can we just do the rest of this episode in um, Tommy Wiseau accent? <laughs> okay, so next scene come up now. Uh, <laughs> want to do? buy it, rent it, or bin it? Well, you too afraid to buy it? Cheap, 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 cheap. L- life, buy it, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yes, Johnny and, uh, sorry, Mark and Lisa are having sex. They get caught by everyone's favourite side girl, Michelle. Uh, she makes a random joke about Mark's zipper. They laugh. Uh, and then she wants him to, her to move the coffee table. And basically, oh, Mark's his best friend. We hear that again. Um, and then basically Lisa's here like, I want it all. If I can't have him, I'm going to have someone else. Like, Jesus, Lisa. Um, is this like some, like, underlying statement for feminism? Like, I'm a woman, I want it all. Like, yeah, you go, girl, you go, Lisa. Um, I don't think Tommy White so had feminism in mind when he wrote Lisa. (laughs) You never know. Uh, it was 2003. Feminism was much simpler back then. Um... (laughs) It was all about cheating on men and telling people that your husband hit you. Again, as the feminist voice of the Oz Network, you know, the history of feminism. Um, but basically, speaking of feminism, they get into a pillow fight. Fight. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, Johnny and Mark are still in the park. Hey, that rhymes. Um, and then... See, like, I, gotta, we... I gotta mention something about that. Sorry. So Go we see it. the scene, see a scene of them playing football in the park. Then we see a scene of Mark almost having sex with Lisa. Then we see them playing football in the park or jogging <laughs> in the park. So I'm, this is my theory. There are two Marks in this movie. One clean shaven, one with the beard. <laughs> and the other Mark yeah. is just. <laughs> This, like, there's so little effort put into the, the continuity of this movie that Mark is in two places at once at this point in the movie. He has twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, really, at this point, if you're, if you're waiting for this movie to all of a sudden turn good... Um, like, <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> take the VCR out, people. Like, just... <laughs> Put it in the bin. <laughs> um, but uh, where are we? Oh, yes. Um, hi, Lisa. Hi, Claudette. Bye. Um, 
And they're wanting a party and... Um, oh, this is the mum again. I haven't been happy since I married my first husband. And then she's like, oh, Johnny's okay, I suppose. We're getting the same... Like, we get the same sex scene shown over here. We get the same dialogue, like, 20 times yes. in this film. Nothing changes in these conversations. We get it. You don't love him. You love Mark. Johnny's okay. The mum thinks that you should stay with him. Um, We get it. Okay? We get it. Every character just says the same three lines over and over again. <laughs> there is a um a a room drinking game, so you to drink along when you watch this movie. Oh lord! And there's a drink. Um, Claudette and Lisa are about to have a heart to heart. And there's one where everyone says, "Either don't worry about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm busy." <laughs> It doesn't matter. Can I talk to you later? I have to go. <laughs> Which is the culmination of every scene in the movie. There are as many abrupt ends to conversations as there are oh highs in this movie. So you're drunk five minutes into this movie, basically. <laughs> and you That's why everyone loves this film so much. <laughs> you have to take a shot when Lisa says she doesn't love Johnny anymore. What about and the best friend? Neck, His best friend's every mom. time her neck bulges. <laughs> Every time, every time Johnny sticks his penis into her belly button. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, surprise party's here. Everyone's happy. Uh, there's some Which, weed. by the way, it took about six days to prep for because it's like six days earlier than this when she's blowing up balloons. And, Can you help me move this coffee table? I'm preparing for a surprise party of the man that I hate. <laughs> Uh, which again, I think back to Rossi's point when you say, like, in a conversation, it's meant to convey emotion. Like, every single time she says she hates him, do you ever feel that she actually hates him? Because then five minutes later, I love you. Oh, let's have sex in the belly button again. Like, it's just. <laughs> I don't understand this woman. Um, <laughs> I don't understand this movie. Um, so there's a surprise party. Um, Mark's creepily staring at Lisa. Um, there's a cake going on, to which then Lisa's like, hey, everyone, let's go outside. I've never heard people more excited in my life for wanting to go outside. They're like, let's go outside, it's a fresh air. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, woo, let's go outside, woo! <laughs> Who says that at a party? And it's, it's, it's the exact same in five minutes, and they're like, hey, everyone, let's go back inside. Woo, woo, inside, yeah, inside. And- the best thing is they walk out the front door, which walks directly out onto the street, and they somehow emerge on the roof of the building. <laughs> which also, during this whole party scene, there are probably about a dozen, you know, here's an exterior shot of the building. Here's an exterior shot of the building again. Here's an exterior shot of the building. And I swear it's a different building in half of these shots. <laughs> I reckon he's just sent someone to San Francisco and gone, film the Golden Gate Bridge, film the Painted Ladies, film Alcatraz, film a house that we can say is the same house. He's, like, done a tour, and he's come back, oh, shit, which one was it? I think it was this one. Yeah, let's film this one again. <laughs> and the whole party scene, when she kicks them out, she's like, let's go get fresh air. Let's all leave this apartment and go outside. <laughs> and then she says, well, well, okay, everyone, let's go back in for cake. When in a previous scene, we see the two characters that had sex in the apartment eat cake. (laughs) (laughs) See, the continuity is just all over the place. And speaking of continuity, because let's kick everyone out so she can just get a belly button filled again this time. (laughs) 
And then all of like the cringy line, like not that there's not every line of this movie is cringy, but it's like, what do you want to show me? Are you crazy? Everyone is here. No, they're not. They're outside. (laughs) Who walks in? Is it is it Peter? No, it's Red and Dad. We've never met before. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Why are you doing this? And then she has the best response here. Leave your stupid comments in your pocket. To which I actually read an interview, Juliet and Danielle, who plays Lisa, actually said that's her favourite line in the whole movie. <laughs> Keep your stupid comments in your pockets. <laughs> what, with my tape that records endlessly forever? <laughs> I would have but loved if was... he was playing the tape and that was the line that came up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Johnny walks in again. Like, oh, you invited all my friends. It's not just it's like it's not just a surprise party you invited my friends a surprise party you invited my friends what a great idea like <laughs> is there another way to do a surprise party do they do it different in Poland Johnny <laughs> in, in, in New Orleans please uh, Colin <laughs> in New Orleans we invite our florists you invited my friends what a great idea hi doggy uh, hi doggy <laughs> But and then all Chris of a sudden, ah. we, we cut outside to, you thought the plot twists were good when the cancer was here. Wait a minute. Guess what? Lisa's <laughs> having a baby. Yay. What? And then, like, just after your next announcement, he's least having a conversation with Shell and random guy again. To which he just happens to chime in. I agree with her. Uh, we find out there's no baby. Um, what did she say? Like, I told him that to make him look like. What is he? I can't even read my own notes here. Um, but like, she's basically saying, "Oh, I'm sitting on an atomic bomb," and then I'm like, "You're gonna lose our friendships here, Lisa. You're ruining the friendship <laughs> circle, Lisa." And then all of a sudden, it's, let's go and eat cake. Yeah, yeah, cake. Woo! Can we eat it outside? And then we cut back inside to get some random guy. Lisa looks hot tonight. <laughs> Never see him again. That's his only line in the movie. And then Mark comes in. Whose baby is it? I'm not telling you. She slaps him. To which Johnny comes in. They have a fight. And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, fight is over. Sorry, Mark. And everyone leaves. What? Well, it's, it's even weirder because, like, Lisa and Mark are really behind the scenes. So we can't let anybody find out. And then just out of nowhere, they start, like, really dirty dancing with each other, wide out in the open. And he, what's going on here, guys? And then they're like, it's nothing. It's like, it doesn't look like nothing. And he gives him a push. Okay, okay, fight's over. Walks out, comes back in. All right, time to fight again, Mark. <laughs> I kill you, you bastard. Don't touch me, motherfucker. Get out. <laughs> Are you chicken? Cheep, 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 cheep. And then can I just say, when he says the words, like, shut up, he sounds like Arnold. He's like, shut up! Like, he does, like, a proper Arnold. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Mark! <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> There's a dream movie. Tell me why I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Buddy cop movie. Want- 
I like. I just want this. I'm probably jumping ahead, but the scene where he basically loses it on everybody. Everybody that spent the whole movie talking about what a saint he is, all of a sudden it's like everybody hates me. Everybody's against me. You're tearing me apart, Peter. And Mike hates me. Mike, you're tearing me apart. And Denny hates me. Denny, you're tearing me apart. Oh hi, doggy. I wish he and did, doggy, um... you're tearing me apart. <laughs> I wish he was doing it to that random guy whose name we don't know. And he's like, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> I want him to just lose it on everybody. You know, like one of the best Simpsons episodes where Ned Flanders has his meltdown. He's just going around like, you know, Homer, you're terrible. And Lisa, and, and, and then he just goes up to Lenny. And I don't know who you are, but I'm sure you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Like you said it there before, like it just—it makes no sense. He has a fight, leaves, comes back, has another fight, and then basically he's like, "Oh, I want you all be sorry. I'm leaving this universe." And he locks himself in a bathroom. There's another heart to heart with Claudette because we need another one. To which then she's like, "Oh, you can come out now." <laughs> what does she say? Like in a few minutes, bitch. <laughs> Who's a bitch? You and your stupid mother. <laughs> well, I guess you're only fan. And then to which Lisa takes this as a sign to call old Mark up. <laughs> <laughs> we get the great line, sure, baby, come on up. I want your body. Um, and then, like, Johnny leaves the room, not the movie yet, but, like, basically, who are you talking to? Like, okay, can we just establish, he has walked in on them dirty dancing. He has all but accused her of sleeping with Mark. He knows everything, but to clarify it, he needs to hear the endless tape, which just happens to be at the right spot of that conversation, to finally understand that Mark and, and Lisa are fucking in the belly button. He already had the scene where he overheard Lisa saying, I'm in love with somebody else, and I slept with another man, which is why he said recording in the first place, but he waited a month to play it. And the best part of this movie happens right now, to which she walks out on him like you little prick and leaves, and we get the greatest acting in the history of movies as Tommy Wiseau <laughs> destroys his apartment. <laughs> why, Lisa? Why? We have like the most random flashbacks, and then he like humps a dress and then <laughs> finds a gun. And shoots himself. <laughs> because how else is this movie going to end? I'm, I'm watching this right now. What makes it better is that he tips over picture frames that barely budge. He throws the tape recorder against the wall, which does not shatter. And then he picks his TV up, which is not even plugged in, and tosses it out the window slowly. <laughs> And then, oh, and then like, it, it ends but like in a in a big freakout scene like this. You think it's going to start with him throwing the pillows, you know, <laughs> kicking a wall, and then he's going to end with the big thing. No, he starts by trashing the electronics, and then the final things he does is messes up his pillows and his sheets. <laughs> this is this and is the all by myself that. scene, isn't it? This is the gift yeah, to all by myself. <laughs> But then, like, out of nowhere, everyone just happens to be there. Lisa, Mark, Danny, they're all here. Because it's like, why? No, is he dead? Why? And then all of a sudden, Mark's like, fuck you, Lisa. I'm leaving. And then Danny's like, fuck the both of you. Leave me alone with him. And it's just like, what is going on? We hear ambulance sirens in the background. And then um, that's it. That's the movie. That's the room. <laughs> 
interesting when um, the, the the disaster artist had it, which I don't even know. I'll have to keep playing this here to see if it's the same thing. When they had it, that when they were filming the movie, he shot himself, and then he started moaning on the floor. Oh, oh, as if he was still alive after shooting himself in the head. <laughs> But the thing that's funniest about this for me is, like, you know this whole movie is a vanity project and that it's all about how great he is. And this is, like, uh, did either of you ever see A Christmas Story? Uh, is that the Kurt Cameron one? No, Christmas Story, the one with the kid who wants the BB gun for Christmas. Oh, oh, no, okay, no. Rossi, have you seen it? Uh, no. Oh, it's, like, what, consider one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, but... One of the things that happens in it is it, the kid gets in trouble and he goes to his room and he's crying. And what happened is his parents put like a bar of soap in his mouth and he starts imagining what life would be like. And it's like him years later and he comes home and he's blind. It's like, what's wrong? The doctor said it was poisoning from soap. And it's like, oh, I knew we shouldn't have done that. This is like what every child thinks of when they, you know, uh, somebody hurts their feelings. They're like, if I were dead tomorrow, then they'd all be sorry. And they imagine this scene with everybody. Why did we do this to him? He was such an amazing human being. And then all of a sudden, like, Mark and Lisa just turn on each other here. And then Denny comes in and, like, he's talking about how he's in love with Lisa. Like, I think he's in love with, with Johnny here. Because he basically starts dry humping Johnny's body almost at the end here. And, like, of all the, the weird lines in this movie, why is, like, the last line of the movie, you killed him, you tramp? <laughs> <laughs> Who's a tramp? You and your stupid mother. <laughs> Oh and, uh, my lord! I, I I like also the scene um, where I, I think it's I think it's the one where he throws the TV out the window <laughs> when they're inside the apartment. It's broad daylight outside. When the TV hits the ground, it's pitch black. <laughs> no, I just love the red and slow mo that they're just going to have in these scenes. It's just kind of like you know, oh slow mo of TV getting broke, slow mo of him getting his head blown off. <laughs> well here's another weird thing i got here um johnny starts to pick the fight leaves the room come back start picking a fight again and lisa says to him you're gonna ruin the party johnny <laughs> <laughs> and then the fight scene can we just say like i know that the fight scene in the bridget jones's diary is like known as the most hilarious like you know awkward male fighting scene ever Mark and Johnny's fight totally blows that away. It's like sissy slaps and push, push each other to the ground. Like, there is no aggression whatsoever in this fight scene. I did think it was the most um, emotive part of the entire movie, though. <laughs> More emotive than Chris R. Wanted to oh, pull that's a, a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, the R really does it. That's the negative about it. I'm watching the scene here. When Lisa's crying, why, why? Mark kisses Johnny on the eyelid. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I missed Mm, that. The eyelid. (laughs) That that hidden erogenous zone that no one knows about. (laughs) So why did Mark kiss him on the eyelid? Life, eyelids, (laughs) etc. I seriously want a t-shirt that just says life, chicken, etc. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, what was hmm, the point right. of that like late game character twist of Mark hating Lisa now? What is the point of this movie, Rossi? Calls nine one one because like. It's a couple minutes before Lisa and Mark even discover the body. And then Denny comes in. And like, five minutes after that, you hear sirens in the distance. Like, if the a gunshot... The mother, yeah. <laughs> I just have a terrible feeling. Something's wrong with Johnny. She's, she's still downstairs. <laughs> the, the breast cancer has given her, like, homing abilities. <laughs> it's definitely the cancer. I can sense things. <laughs> Gives me the ability to sense when people have killed themselves. <laughs> oh god! Oh. I would have loved anyway. it if um the the florist would have shown up to the end of the movie too. No, he was my favorite customer. And the dog puts its like hand on his shoulder and a little subtitle like "Bye, Johnny." <laughs> <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, uh, just reading some of these re- critics' reviews on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, um, <laughs> The Room Has Been Maligned is one of the most inept movies ever made, when in fact it is a sardonic comedy about sexual politics in the age of terror. Um, <laughs> another one. It is, in short, the knee plus ultra of crap, a trash masterpiece. Uh, this one here, written by somebody called Roger Moore from Movie Nation. <laughs> I love uh, this one. I've seen worse. <laughs> Chris Stuckman from ChrisStuckman.com. Trust me, you've got to check this thing out at least once, especially if you like football. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, this movie just lives up to everything. This has 26% on Rotten Tomatoes and 46% audience. What does that rate it above? Like 26%. Weren't the Tomb Raider movies at like 18% or something? Yeah, it's probably already higher. Than, we've got to do a ranking at the end of this is what is the worst of our bad movie month, which should be this and somehow it's not going to be. Well, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do for our ratings, because we all love this movie, but it's terrible. <laughs> I, I, before we even get to anything else here, I did find I sent it to both of you um, a bobblehead uh, yes. <laughs> of to- the Tommy or of Johnny in this movie, uh, which I swear I am going to buy this, because <laughs> it actually says, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, along with I'm fed up with this world. Love is blind. Oh, hi, Danny. And I did not. <laughs> and it's only seventeen ninety nine right now on TommyWiseau.com. But a few other things that you can buy. You can buy Tommy Wiseau underwear. I don't know if he's, oh. like, he designed the underwear here. Um, but you got to go to this so. website to see this. Uh, I got to go, though. There's lots of other uh, things here. Uh, there's uh, a t-shirt, I guess, that is that says, leave your stupid comments in your pockets. Um, a lot of you're tearing me apart Lisa things, including a gold watch that says you're tearing me apart Lisa on it. But what I love is that you know that this merchandise, some of these things that are designed by him, that he wrote it too. This is one of the items on here. And I'm reading it for what the item is. Super sale, $29.99. Super blue jacket with eight packets. <laughs> I assume that's supposed to mean pockets, but it says packets. 
and hoodie designed by Tommy Wiseau. Free watch. Adrian's own tape. (laughs) Free watch and the room DVD with the purchase of best friends jacket. What is the best friends jacket? But the one I'm looking at here, Super Sale, only $23.99 with free The Room DVD. Every item you buy on his website comes with a free DVD copy of The Room. Super white sexy jacket with hoodie designed by Tommy Wiseau. But it does not say designed. It says desinged. (laughs) (laughs) Desinged. Only $23.99. Oh God, we gotta get these. On his own <laughs> I actually just want to point out, just reading a little bit more here. This um, it won a an award. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the New York International Independent Film and Video Festival, it won the Audience Award for Best Feature. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tommy Wiseau has actually been in other things outside of the room. Um, he's been in The House That Drips Blood on Alex, Bump, Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance, Cold Moon. He has an uncredited cameo in The Disaster Artist. Um, and then he's in Best Friends and Scary Love, a music video. Yeah. (laughs) He also had a supporting role in James Franco's Golden Globes acceptance speech. Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, and just also, are there more awards here according to IMDb or am I just, no, it's just the only one. Um, I I do want to point out before our reviews actually, the plot keywords, um, because this is the best part. The first plot keyword is imitating a chicken. Which, if you look up the top ten most popular movies, call <laughs> this is number one, followed by The Burbs, followed by Rebel Without a Cause, The Last Station, and wait. Dear Dracula. So wait, he got both the You're Tearing Me Apart and the Cheap 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 Without a Cause. Apparently, other ones here include Breast Cancer, Campy. <laughs> Oversized clothes, unintentionally funny, throwing a bottle. Um, <laughs> Golden drunk Gate Bridge, and not hitting her. Jogging in a park, <laughs> making faces, sex on stairs. There's more than one. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Um, there's another movie called Below Her Mouth. Oh, we'll be covering that next year on Bad Movies. <laughs> Risky Business, Tom Cruise, they apparently had sex and stairs. Um, Thomas Crown Affair, they had sex on stairs. And then Donnie Brasco. Uh, I, I want to see these. I can't uh, wait for our uh, Sex on Stairs month on the Oz Network. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon after imitating a chicken month. <laughs> oh, we have Listening at a Door, Unsynchronized <laughs> Dubbing. Um, happy birthday to you, garbage can. Um, what else is going on here? Where's the football? Like, yeah, football. football. Yes. Sex on couch, disappointment, awkwardness, um, stupidity. Why Film with it? ambiguous title, friendship Hold between on. men. I found one here that says ambiguous person. Yeah, oh, okay, right. I mean, There's every person people. in this movie is ambiguous. Older person playing teen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's review this movie. I'm not going oh, first. What are we going to do? 
Oh, we have to buy it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just say this is the worst movie ever made. Hands yes. down. There is no movie. Like, it took, I said this at the beginning of the episode. Not even ten minutes into this, I turned to Jamie. I'm like, I have now seen the worst movie ever made. <laughs> and I know it's the worst movie ever made. But it is so much fun. I think this is one of these things that... I, I We almost have to have two reviews for this. If you watch this on your own and you never discuss it with anybody else ever, this is the worst <laughs> movie ever made and it has been worthy. But I really do want to buy this. No, I don't want to buy this movie. I want to buy White Sexy Jacket to sing by Tommy Wiseau <laughs> with free copy of The Room. So I will buy it. Yes. Frosty. <laughs> Okay, so when I was looking at this movie on Wikipedia, I looked up its budget. Its budget was $6 million. Yes! (laughs) And so I thought about it. I was like, there have had to have been movies. And I was curious to see how much it made. It only made (laughs) (laughs) $1,800. And And that was Tommy Wiseau buying all those tickets. (laughs) If there were really successful movies that were made for a lot less. And there were. Famously, the Blair Witch Project was made on sixty thousand dollars and made two hundred million. Hmm. And so, because of wedding, make like two hundred and fifty million dollars on less than six. Yeah, something like that. So, based on the fact that there are really good movies with even less money, I'm gonna unfortunately bin it. Ah, I can't boo. (laughs) That being said, I would rather watch this probably. 10 times more than any of the other movies this month. I would definitely watch it much more than Gods of Egypt that we watched last week. Hey, wait till you say swept away. That will change your mind. (laughs) Before before Ben gets his view, just a a comment on that um, budget of the movie, because uh, one of the main things, like we talked about here about, you know, the, the fact that they had the set of the rooftop scene where it was a green screen around them. And when they could have just filmed on a roof, and I thought, well, maybe they just couldn't get the rights to a roof or something. When the podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made? The Greg Sestero's on, he mentioned on that episode where they filmed the rooftop scenes. They filmed it on the rooftop of a parking garage. <laughs> so they put green screen around a real rooftop. It wasn't just filmed outdoors. They went on top of a roof and put green screen around to create a roof. That's where $6 million went. A lot of it too was apparently just because Tommy Wiseau just couldn't remember his lines. I had to like do multiple <laughs> reshoots. Just um, look, how I'm rating this is pure and simple. If I am sitting at home by myself and I have two movies sitting in front of me, Dirty Dancing and The Room, I am watching The Room. This is a buy. Yeah. <laughs> I just so can't weird. reason spending money on it because it's like on YouTube. So like, I just can't reason That's, spending more yeah. money on this. It's just weird. Like, for me, I have never seen a more binworthy movie in my life. Yes. And we did this month because we're like, it'd be good to talk about some movies and just get some, get our bin numbers up. And here, Ben and I come on here, we're buying what's notoriously considered the worst movie ever made. But, like, it's weird. I mean, 15 minutes after finishing this movie, I started developing a weird obsession with it. And <laughs> it's just been the room ever since. It's quoting the room to people who have not seen it. It's watching all the YouTube clips. It's watching the video that Rossi sent me where they turned it into a song. Uh, 
Jamie even in the back right now is like, I did not. And <laughs> she hasn't there's, seen heaps, there's heaps of ones where people have like taken Tommy Wiseau and like put him like, what if Tommy Wiseau was in Star Wars and things like that? <laughs> it's like, Luke, I am your father. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, it's just like, <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> you just look it up. It's just, somebody's done really it's, good editing jobs. Not, that's the thing. It's not just the movie. It's all the joy we get from mocking the movie and watching other people mock the movie. <laughs> it's just, and like, this is the thing. Like, I agree with everything you said. This movie is absolute rubbish. Um, but, like, you can't not not like this film for the fact that it is pure shit. And, like, it's just... It's, and, and the one thing I also I really respect is, like, not just Tommy Wiseau, but all the cast of this film know it's shit and they like go on a circuit basically <laughs> wherever they want to go like these midnight screenings and just live up to the fact and like you've got to give them props because like I joked saying that like Ryan Felipe, Josh Hartnett like where are they now like you don't know who those people are but you know people from the room <laughs> <laughs> oh god and, and seriously the disaster artist like it's oh, worth so watching um, with this, just to kind of see a whole lot more with this movie. But, um, oh, Rossi, thank you so much for <laughs> making us watch this. Like, but the Star Wars Holiday Special, the Star Wars Holiday Special lived up to the shitness, but it was shit. I don't ever want to watch that again. But <laughs> this, I want to watch it right now. <laughs> you don't want to watch Stir, Whip, Stir, Stir, Whip, Whip, Stir. <laughs> I'll only watch it if Tommy Wiseau is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us about the next episode, I think, Colin, because I won't be there for it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we wanted to do Swept Away next, but uh, I think the fact that you're going to be traveling another country at the time, uh, we're going to well, jump. was already crying for that prospect. Yeah. We're doing Swept Away next. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we already established that uh, in Die Another Day, it made my baby cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to jump to, I guess what, as far as big budget movies, what's generally considered to be one of the worst of all time, Battlefield Earth. A movie that I strangely find some enjoyment in. <laughs> so when we started this month, I thought it would be fun if we did some movies that are terrible that we actually like. And see if they have opinions. So I'm I'm thinking it's just gonna be me and Rossi, unless we can, you know, find a way to schedule with Ben. But Rossi, have you ever seen Battlefield Earth? No, and I'm afraid. <laughs> be very afraid, Rossi. Be very afraid. <laughs> it's terrible. I Is that why you're fun. conveniently not going to be around? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Canada. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie says she will do it because she loves John Travolta. Boy, is she in for a surprise when she sees John Travolta in this one? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, this isn't John Travolta. All right, this is John Travolta. <laughs> weird, John Travolta. Uh, why isn't Tom Cruise in this movie? Can I just ask? Isn't this like about Scientology? Like, where's Tom Cruise in this film? Uh, we get Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> That's kind of Tom Cruise, isn't it? Well, I'll often get the two mistaken. <laughs> um, so, fair enough. Touche, Colin Hilding. 
Um, but yes, uh, Battlefield Earth will be next, and I'll miraculously make an appearance when Madonna just happens to be uh, swept away. So, um, yes, this has been the room, my lord. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe everywhere else, and watch the room right now. Watch it; it's, it's your your life will be changed. Um, I don't even know how to end this. My name is Ben, and life podcast chicken etc <laughs> my name is colin and i like you very much lover boy and my name is rossi and i put my comments in my pocket thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net <laughs> <laughs>